0: what's up what's up what's up y'all i want to welcome y'all to the first ever first ever first ever anti mass podcast i'm your host triple j man this is my first time ever doing podcast this is actually part one um the name of this podcast Well, the title of this podcast is gonna be called Like A Version. Not virgin, version, okay? We're doing a play on words. Like A Version, okay? Oh man, usually what we're gonna do on this podcast is uh, talk about a lot of things. Um, It could be stuff, I see, on the internet. It could be stuff happening in the world of sports. It could be stuff happening in the world of politics. Um, It could be dealing with uh, hip hop. I'm a big hip hop fan. Um, It could be um, celebrities and things that's, that's, you know, that's happening in their world. And it could be generally things that I'm observing, okay? That I see going on, all right? First, let's get a couple of things straight, right? Um. I'm not making this podcast to make friends. I'm not making this podcast to bash people. I'm making this podcast because this is something that I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? It's something that I want to do for a while. So this is where I'm at. Okay? So you're a person, you don't like the opinion that I have? Cool. Don't tune in again. You know what I'm saying? Do yourself a favor and move on. If uh, you're a person and you like the opinion, cool. I don't expect anybody to agree with everything that I'm saying, okay? You know what I'm saying? That'll be delusional, all right? We all human beings. I'm not perfect. I'm not all the time wrong either. You know what I'm saying? It's just how I feel about things. You know, um, We're shooting this podcast um in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I want to thank um, Anchor for providing a platform. Um, Anchor's a good platform for anybody that want to go out and do their own podcast. It's a good place uh, to host your podcast and get your podcast on a, a bunch of digital platforms, all right? Um, so all the people that's listening to it on Anchor, shout out to y'all the people that's listening to it on YouTube Shout out to y'all If you listening to it on Facebook Shout out to y'all However you listening to it I thank y'all for tuning in um, Most of the time this podcast Will be a solo situation It'll be solo mente, Okay Sometimes I have a guest come in You know what I mean To trade ideas with and thoughts with You know what I'm saying But for the most part Yo, it's gonna be me Me doing me Triple J, the Triple J way, okay? Um, I uh, How I'm usually gonna present this podcast is, um, like for an example, this is, the title of this podcast is, um, or the title of this particular podcast is called Like A Version. You have a part one, part two, part three, however many parts I wanna make, and that'll be how it goes, okay? Um, I named this the Anti Mask Podcast, um, based off of uh, the Fuji song, the mask. They say everybody wear a mask, okay? Because sometimes people present themselves a certain way. That's not how they actually are. How they are behind the mask, you know, is um, is you know the true representation of that individual. Um, sometimes I think it's necessary to wear a mask. Sometimes I think it's not necessary to wear a mask. Um, it depends on how you're trying to navigate through life. And hey, for some people being fake is cool. Fake and phony is cool with them. That's how they want to live their life. Uh, some people, they have an un- unfiltered mouth and their thoughts how they deal with people you know they need to chill they need to have a cover or a lid on it you know what i'm saying um you know that's just real life you know what i'm saying so um that's normally what we're gonna do on this podcast man is i'm gonna try to uh peel back layers of certain situations that i'm discussing you know what i mean um like i said uh shout out to anchor good um app for you, for you guys and girls that want to do a podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's see how much I want to tell y'all about my inner self or about me as a person. Um, Dominican, um, know I'm black, know that I am black, um, shoot. Um, I say what I want to say. I'm a big fan of hip hop. And when I say hip hop, I don't mean rap, I mean hip hop. I like break dancing, I like graffiti. I like DJs taking scratch. Um, not just up on a in a club or in a party, just with a computer, but people that actually know how to scratch. Um, I like MCing. I MC myself sometimes, but that has nothing to do with this, so we ain't gonna get into that. Um, except, but to say I like raw hip hop, okay? I hate this old candy. Um, um, take a bunch of, take a bunch of drug. Can't hardly understand what you're saying. You ain't got no deep lyrics. Always talking about partying type of rap music. Right? That's just how I feel. That's where I come from. I'm a backpacker lover of hip-hop, all right? So, um, yeah, that's what I like. I don't care if you don't like it. You want to keep listening to that whack music that you listen to, go ahead and listen to it. I ain't listening to it, and I could care less for it, all right? Straight up and down. Um, I like sports also, too. Um, My favorite sport is uh, soccer. Second is um, American football. Third, it's basketball. Fourth, is uh, baseball. I love me some baseball too. I'm um, heck, I even like wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't particularly. I can't say I particularly hate any team. Some teams just not in the best favor, but I can't say that I actually hate a team. You know what I'm so I like, I like, um, I like sports. That's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like art, I like clothes. It's just gonna be a lot of different things, man. We're gonna discuss on this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, What else? Uh, um, Certain ways people carry themselves. I don't like certain things that I see. And just gonna be real. I'm just gonna be straight up with you, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, It don't matter how I look, cause I don't want you to be seeing me and looking all in my face anyway. Um, any artists that I may offend and stuff, you know, know that it was nothing personal. If I don't like your art, I may be critical of it. I expect people to be critical of art when I make it. Um, that's 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 what you sign up for when you be an artist, okay? You know, if you don't want nobody to be critical of your stuff, don't put it out. This is real life. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down. Um, and that's, you know, that's how the anti-mass podcast go. You know what I mean? So, um, this is part one. And I'm gonna go ahead and come back with part two. Um, momentarily. Y'all sit tight. We about to get into it, okay? Okay, what's going on, y'all? We are back with part two of the um, title is Like A Version. Um, this is the anti Mass Podcast. I'm your host, Triple J. You know what I'm saying? Um, first thing we're going to unpack, unpack today is um, the Antonio Brown situation. Okay. I told you on this podcast, we talk about a lot of different things. Um, Antonio Brown is a... NFL wide receiver. He's a football player Um, He in many circles, is considered the best and Definitely probably in all circles considered top five um, At his position Um, Antonio Brown has had a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. Okay Um, First Let's start with what happened last season. So, this guy um, for a number of years had been playing for a team in Pittsburgh called Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? Um, for whatever reason, um, he's had a, he had had a couple of brushes with them and um, had decided that uh, in the last season, I guess things definitely weren't going good for him. Some people say it was because of other receivers on the team emerging to be good. And um he may have been jealous about that. Some people say that it was the quarterback. Uh, his quarterback is a guy known to Ben Roethlisberger. Um he has a story pass and then some people say it's the coach. Um the coach is this guy named Mike Tumblin. And um, you know, let's let's paint the picture here. Okay, so Mike Tomlin is uh, one of the few African-American coaches that are in the league. Um, A lot of people say he's a a player's coach. Player's coach means that um, he kind of merges, it kind of blurs the line sometimes where it's like he's pro player, henceforth he may go to bat for you, henceforth he may understand your position as being a player on the team. He is not always um, trying to put himself above the team. He's ca- trying to lead by being in the trenches with you. Um, good motivating person when it comes down to coaches. Okay. Um, ben Roethlisberger is a is quarterback on the team. Uh, when I said story pass, he's um, had incident. He had an incident here in Georgia where. Um, there was an alleged sexual assault with a young lady and stuff and even before that was another alleged sexual assault um with i think a reporter or, or some or, or it was a it was a an, another um, female okay um whatever happened Ben rothaburger um um i don't think faced any like true harsh punishment I don't even know if it was even proven that he did it, but he's years removed from this. Now, in comes Antonio Brown. Um, I liken him to saying he lives the rock star life as a as a football player, um, meaning that sometimes he do certain antics on the field and definitely off the field. He's very vocal and he's about sometimes seems like pushing his brand okay he's definitely about being in a limelight like embracing it and trying to use it you know to further financial gain and popularity okay so um about last season last game of the season Pittsburgh Steelers were vying to try to get into the um, playoffs um, something an incident occurred in the locker room before the game Um, And this was their last game. And like I said, playoff um, implications are on the line. And when I say they got into it, meaning Antonio Brown and a number of players, and if I recall right, even the coach, and he didn't even play in the game. And they, they needed it, you know, they definitely needed him to play, being the fact that he's one of the top wide receivers, if not the number one wide receiver in the NFL. So that's one incident, okay. Um, he wanted to be released from the team. Um, Pittsburgh got a couple of draft picks from um, a team in Oakland, Oakland Raiders, saying, Hey, okay, we need this and this for this guy. Here you go. So now he, um, goes over to Oakland. There, I think they give him about a Fifty million dollar contract. I think I thirty million dollars. I've to been guaranteed. Okay, dude does this cryo cryogenic um, procedure where a lot of players what they do they say even something in the even some in the NBA and I'm guessing others in the NFL. And I've even heard of a guy um in a couple of days ago even in soccer that does this. So what they do is that they go into this um chamber and they wear these protective equipment and stuff and what it is is that their body is almost like frozen to a certain extent okay and it's certain parts of their body whatever body but I guess whatever body part they're trying to heal or whatever so um, what it's supposed to do is that it freezes your body um, but if you wear the protective gear you don't get frostbite right so it's like you put something on you. I don't know if it's boots, whatever it may be. That part of your body's frozen, and as it begins to unthaw, it makes your blood um, circulate, you know, fast at a at a faster pace. And apparently, this helps you recover from injury and just recover your body, recover as a whole, you know, to be able to, you know, play longer and recover from injury faster. This dude goes, doesn't wear the protective equipment, get frostbeat feet, feet, and post posts the pictures of his of his ugly feet all online, okay? Boom, so now he can't practice, and he's over here at the open Raiders, all right? That's step two of the soccer, and I like to say the soccer, or step three, you could say not playing any game, asking to be traded, that's step one, step two, gets traded. Um uh, Freezes his feet Okay, that's step three Okay Um Step Four Which is not his step But he gets fined for not practicing Um, matter of fact No, 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 no Let's go before that Step four is his Because he starts complaining about a helmet The helmet situation is that Um The NFL, of course, has been sued um, for multiple people um, from head injuries, right? Head injuries are a thing that they're trying to address. Um, I would even say, I feel like they're addressing it softly because if you're telling people you gotta wear this helmet, but then you have a grace period, then, but you know, it's like, what's the point? When when they got ready to do the things, let's say about seatbelt enforcement, I remember this. um, Old enough to remember this, they didn't say, "Well, you got into. Uh, we're gonna give you a year before you wear your seatbelt." They said, "Hey, click it a ticket. At this date, if you ain't wearing your seatbelt, we give you a ticket. Point blank period. And they and a, and supposedly, seatbelt wearing is for your safety, and they made sure that you was gonna be safe. Okay, point blank period. So." NFL gives a grace period he doesn't want to wear the helmet he fouls I think uh, two grievances right nobody else in the NFL has did this he's did this Ends up missing practice Going through the grievance with the helmet going through the thing with the feet on um, Raiders end up I'm finding them Okay, so step four step five he goes in post the fine and a letter that the Raider sent to him online, along with making um, YouTube videos. Okay. Um. Let's say step six. I think we're at now. Excuse me. Step six. Um, he gets into a fight <laughs> the next day with the general manager, not the coach. Okay. So how it works in. In football is that you have the owner, team president, general manager, coach, um, let's say uh, assistant coaches, then players, right? So you skip a couple of steps and go into, getting into an altercation where you have to be separated um, from the general manager of the new team you just signed that you're trying to get money from because you're mad about being fine. And he says, uh, um, Derogatory statement, or we could say a racial slur Um, (laughs) it's just crazy, okay Um, I always say this about racial slurs, my personal opinion Um If you're of African descent, you know the n-word is a bad word to say, right? Don't say something to somebody else And because You wouldn't want them to say the racial slur that people of African descent are referred to. You know what I'm saying? Boom. I don't even understand why we even go there, but that's the that's the thought process that this guy Antonio Brown has. Okay. Boom. Next day, um, he go he does a heartfelt apology. Cries um, supposedly in the locker room. He got all these people around, and he apologizes to the team. Okay, that's step seven. Step eight, and if I'm out of step, whatever, man. Step eight, dude goes, home, same day, has to be released from the team. Um, Step nine posts it on YouTube video of him talking to the coach says, yo, I want out of here, you know, da, da 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 just craziness, man, so now, step 10, let me ask for his release, so they do it, and he signs to the New England Patriots, okay, step 10, boom, um, Everybody's in an uproar because they're like, "How does this happen?" He ends up not getting money, uh, I guess, allegedly from the Raiders. So he signs, um, gets maybe a ten million dollar signing bonus or something like that. Boom. Okay, he doesn't play Sunday when the Patriots play. Monday goes by. uh, Tuesday goes by. Nope, doesn't go by. It's been Wednesday, so Tuesday comes, Tuesday night. I'm sitting and chilling at the crib. The Antonio Brown saga seems to be over. I guess he'll be playing for the Patriots and he's gonna be on his best, best behavior. Oh! The lady comes out and accuses um, Antonio Brown of sexual assault. So you're like, what in the hell? hell is going on here man okay Um, we're not gonna get to the explicits but basically a couple of cases this lady has said that he's allegedly did the sexual assault and he and not only that he he this 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 dude is texting her and she releases the text message And in some of the accusations that she's saying, he's acknowledging in the text message, um, with his poor writing skills. I don't even understand what he was going on. So now I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, man, like, come on, bro. You got to, you got to sit here and think like, like, what are you doing? So let me, let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Okay. This is like I said, the anti-mask podcast, okay. So, the mask in this situation we're gonna say is that, you're a football player, you're, a, you're an athlete, right? Boom, 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 boom. Um, you may be from, let's say a troubled background, right? Poor background, right? A lot of um, minorities in the United States, you know, come from inner city, and. In for backgrounds okay um you know you're coming from this background and I don't like to say well I'm gonna say opportunity okay you get an opportunity to play football make millions of dollars okay and I know some people like to say well you know um you know it's like you know they're having to sacrifice this and sacrifice that to even play they're putting their bodies on the line and they sure are and I'm never going to I'm never gonna um, decline and say, you know, putting your body on the line to play a sport, it's not hard, okay? I was just a, you know, high school athlete, shoot. I quit. Um, I was running track and it was hard. It was hard on my body. And I was going to state every year I ran, okay? And I was like, yo, this takes a lot of dedication. You got to work through aches and pains. A little ache and a little pain and a little injury. You got to keep going through it, okay? But I'm going to say this. Now. You're in a position where you're making millions of dollars. I would go through the pain for millions of dollars. I would. Okay, I ain't even lie to you. Or maybe I go through a little of the pain. and Once I get a couple million, I'm out. Okay. But behind the mask you can't go and do ghetto stuff bro this for anybody this for anybody that's that's being a celebrity unless you get paid to be a, to, to 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 do hood stuff and act hood you know like the nfl gonna go on without internal brown playing in it or not they were going on before he was in it They were going on while he was in it. And guess what? They're going on even right now. He didn't play um, Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. And the NFL still went on. And what I don't understand is like, a lot of times when situations happen like this, I just, it just, it just makes me think. Like, what is the thought process that you're having when you're doing this stuff? Okay. I like, I like shorties. I like women. But... Man, you can't go out here sexually assaulting women. I don't care whether you are billionaire, millionaire, thousand there, one dollar there, okay? You can't do that. First of all, it's disrespecting women, number one. Number two, you either gonna end up in jail or you're gonna end up getting hit civilly and having to depart with your money. That's why they say a fool and his money, you know, with a part or however it goes, it, it's true, okay? Um, Antonio Brown is African American and he has a lot of kids looking up to him. Matter of fact, he has kids himself. And sometimes it just seems like he ha- he's just carefree about it, like he don't care. He don't care what he does. Um, I heard him call somebody a coon. Um, another uh, uh, another um, black man, he called him a coon. And it's just certain stuff. I'm like, man, like yeah, 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 your mouth is off the chain, your attitude is off the chain, and you don't even understand like the trail that you're leaving. The NFL will be like, hey, we don't wanna have nothing to do with you, okay? You know, like you got too many off the field issues. Personally, if I was in the locker room, I wouldn't want to be in the locker room with somebody like that because I know every time they put a mic in my face, they're going to be asking me questions about you and about what you're doing. That's a distraction. I'm trying to win. We're trying to win the Super Bowl. We're getting paid millions to deliver a trophy for said team that we're playing for, man. Like this is this is a serious thing, bro. Say this to the minorities, right? My people, because I'm one. You playing baseball, you playing American football, you playing soccer or football. Um, If you're having some mental issues and stuff, or you going around, you know, like, I always liking it to like this. Pops told me one time, he said, if you wake up one day and the whole world is crazy, or the whole world is trying to fight you, it's not the whole world, it's you that's the problem. You see what I'm saying? Tony Brown, it ain't that the NFL is the problem, it's you, bro. You signed up for it, and if you don't wanna do it no more, gracefully bow out and just don't do it. But you can't come and just do stuff, you know, wild and just feel like, oh, it's okay, anything that I do, no, it's not. Because at the end of the day, it looks it, look, it looks foolish. It looks it looks selfish, and it kind of it kind of looks like you just 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 reckless, okay. And I hope that's not the point. Because I try to I'm not here to bash. I'm here to just yo call it how I see it. You know what I'm saying, man? Like what, like what you doing? You know, like we not here talking about how good you're playing. We're talking about everything except that. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 you're you shooting yourself in your own foot, man. You, you know, you're putting your foot in your mouth. You're doing everything that you shouldn't do. And yo, you know what I'm saying? Behind that mask, there's a lot of terrible stuff going on and it's to the point to where the mask is off now we see everything that's going on behind the mask. And you look like a deranged individual. You look foul, son. You look crazy. You look like you don't have no business, even being in the NFL now, or given the opportunities that you're given. You know what I'm saying? And I always tell people, you got to stay humble, man. That's why sometimes I hear people say, you know, get out the hood, move. Man, sometimes you need to go back to the hood to get and visit your crib without the camera and remember where you come from and remember the, the troubled times and the struggles that you went through and that your parent or parents or lack of parents all the stuff that you was going through. All the hungry nights. All the I can't have what everybody else have because my my parent or parents can't afford it. You know what I'm saying, man? Like you know, it's like I I, I don't get it. And that's why I say sometimes these athletes, so I feel like to a certain extent, these minority athletes need to go back to their neighborhoods and build up and invest and put money in it because it'll keep them grounded. And instead of you running all the way out here to such and such suburb where the only thing the people going to do is when they see you out there, be like, oh, that's him. That's the blah, blah, blah football player. That's the blah, blah, blah baseball player, whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? Because you're out of touch, man. It's like people need to sit down and have a discussion with you and you need to be able to see your regular people. For this is why I say sometimes that when you're running out there, you need to be staying at home. You need to be where you're at. And I'm not saying be in the hood on some hood stuff. I'm saying be on the hood and some uplifting stuff and trying to make the hood better buying up all the stores. You know what I'm saying? For real, man. Because you're out of touch. People get you can get lost in this fame. You can get lost out here in the riches. You know what I'm saying? Thinking that acting a clown and acting a fool and losing your way is the way it's the thing to do. And on the other end, on the fan side. When this man was posting videos and saying all this stuff, I seen a lot of bashing. And also seen people like, yo, cool, man, act a fool. Like, yeah, that's what's up. Man. Y'all need to sit down, man, and check yourselves, too, man, because it's like, you know, it's like, y- 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 you guys want to see the person crash and burn. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I always tell people, man, like, when you're on the highway, man, and you see an accident on the side, and you in front of me, and you slowing down, and you rubber neck, and you looking over there, I'm blowing my horn, because... You need to be moving forward. If you're not unless you're going over there to help. And if you ain't going over there to help, then you ain't doing nothing but being a spectator. And don't make no sense unless it's something that's getting ready to also affect your situation. That's why I like the, the saying stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane also mean keeping your head forward. Looking at your rear view. You're looking at your side mirrors and your rear view mirror to make sure that don't nobody hit you, but all that over there, where well, you sitting over here injecting a lot of, a lot of negative energy towards this person. Man, come on, man. Like, why are you injecting negative energy? And I hope people don't get from this, this segment or the show that this is about negative energy and me trying to be negative. I'm trying to say wise up, man. You know what I'm saying? For real. Like you need to chill bro If this make it to your ear AB chill This don't look good It's too many incidents with you involved in it That look bad 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 You don't right now You don't even have a foot to stand on to say It's them It's not me Right now it look like you bro It's too many incidents You Know what I'm saying This is part two Of the um like a version from the uh like i said the um anti match podcast you know what i'm saying y'all listen to this on anchor i want to thank y'all um listen to this on youtube i want to shout out you you know what i'm saying and we we'll to be back with part three man of the very first podcast that i'm doing all right What's up, what's up, what's up y'all We are back, we're back It's time for us to get into part three, part three Of the anti Mass Podcast This is the first episode Episode is titled <clears throat> Y'all excuse me for a second Like a version, okay like a version is the title of this episode. This is episode 1. I want to thank everybody um that's been checking me out on all the digital sites. Um I want to thank Anchor for hosting um this podcast. Uh, I want to give a shout out uh to WNBI NPS radio uh, Department H um everybody in the whole world, okay? So, part 3. Um in part three, we're gonna get into what I call the Nicki Minaj Saga. Or the Nicki Minaj Incidents, okay? So hopefully if you listen to this podcast you do you do know who Nicki Minaj is. Um Nicki Minaj is a female rapper um from Queens of um, Trini, descent. Uh, Matter of fact, I think she's from Trinidad or mother and father from Trinidad. Shout out to all my Trinis. I love soca music. Uh, Even play mass, I do carnival, all of that stuff. Shout out to all y'all. Now, um, I go online. Um, Matter of fact, shout out to my homeboy CW who actually sent me a text message Um, He sent me a text message for me. Well, no, we talk about it first. Hold on. Let me let me back up Let me back up. Let me back up. We talk about it. He's telling me how um, academics and um, Academics has went on Twitch and um, DJ academics went on Twitch. and He's talking about Nikki. So this these are the players of the game Let's first of all, let's establish that You got Nicki Minaj, who's a rapper, female rapper. Um, You got Joe Buttons, um, who's a podcast um, host um, and also a show host and um, former rapper. And then you got DJ Academics, who's a co-host or you could say panelist. On um, show sure, um, Daily Struggle And then he also has his own platform on YouTube and all this stuff And Twitch and all these different places um, Also too And he's kind of like a person where he kind of gossips Okay Now He talks about, you know, different industry thing. I'm not going to even say Some of it's rumor Some of it's factual Okay, boom It's a, always a mixture of both Now, okay, so, um, my personal feelings about Nikki is that I don't know her personally, okay? That's just how it is. Um, What I would tell you is that from what I see, from what was put forth by her, sometimes the narrative is being told by her, sometimes the book has been written by her. And sometimes the book has been written by other people. What I can say from what I've seen of her is that I'm not, not a fan of the girl. Or her attitude is. <clears throat> um, what is it about her attitude? To me, she has a tendency to come off like an aggressive, let me see how would I said an aggressive victim Meaning you do something to somebody do something to somebody and when somebody do something back to you You're the victim. I don't like that. I can't stand people to act like that. Um I always feel that If you ask for it, you should receive it And because you ask for it receive it well Okay don't be a person that slaps somebody and then when they knock your head off, you're crying and saying, why did you do it? You put yourself in that position. Now, um, that's his personality trait. Music-wise, mm, I'm just not a fan of a lot of commercial rappers. A lot of commercial music, I think it sounds horrible. Um, I will say that I think Nikki has skill that she knows how to rap, but I don't like her choice of beats. I'm just not into that pop. Kind of trying to be pop, whatever. I think her beat selection was horrible. last album. Um, and I actually, that was my first time actually trying to listen to a Nicki Minaj jam. It It's horrible. That junk was trash. Like, I think Chung Lee or whatever it was called. That was the only song that was that I found bearable to listen to. All the rest of it sound like horrible garbage. Like, I'm talking about like. If I was driving, you know, here in Atlanta, going, going, going back to NYC, going to Philly, going back to Miami, wherever, um, heck, going from one side of Atlanta to the next side of Atlanta. If I had to listen to that album, I'd be mad. It'd be road rage. That that joke, that that album was horrible, man. Like it's one of the worst albums I've heard ever in my life. <clears throat> And I purposely not try not to listen to artists that I don't that I'm just not a fan of or fond of because I understand the art is subjective and that what somebody else may see is beautiful, somebody else may see as as ugly. And so there's some people that that think that album, you know, sound good. I don't care about the barbs, whatever y'all wanna call. Come at me, make me famous, man, drag me. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Tell people where I'm at. Just do what you do, man. Whatever. But anyway, now. So that's how I feel about the music. So situation is that um Nikki had Joe Bun on her podcast maybe maybe a few weeks ago. Maybe let's say right about three weeks ago, almost a month. She has him not on her podcast, on her show called Queen Radio on iTunes, okay? Nikki went in, screamed and hollered, um, called him all type of derogatory names, and cuts his mic off at one point. Then goes on his podcast, you know, after I guess things cooled out, co- co- um, cooled and stuff, and then proceeded to go in on Mori, one of his co hosts on his podcast. Now in, in unpackaging That situation First and foremost When he was at the radio station Why invite somebody To the radio station To embarrass them I think it's very childish And this is some of the things That I be saying That I don't like about her Okay Because now If he had would have Did her like that which allegedly to her how she feels about it is that she feels like he was going at her first from his podcast I guess months ago Let me tell y'all something man. This is real life If you decide to be a creator of things, especially art, okay You know, I'm talking to art people and people that digest art If I'm a clothing designer If I'm a person that paints pictures, if I'm a person that makes music, which I am, okay? Um, A person that writes books, whatever it may be. Let me tell you something, man. People don't have to like your stuff. And if you're a person where soon as somebody says they don't like your stuff, you get mad, then you got a lot of maturing to do as a person. Forget you being an artist. You got a lot of maturing to do as a person, and I suggest you quit making art, okay? Like, let's keep it real, man. You know how much stuff I've did in the past, and people don't like it or do like it, and I don't care. I do it for me, okay? Yeah, you want to make money. Yeah, you want to make a monetary um, gain from it Just like me doing this podcast If nobody ever hears it I'm cool I did it for me If people go and write bad reviews Horrible podcast Some of y'all barbs jump in and say Horrible podcast Horrible, horrible, horrible oh, The craziest The, the, the suckiest podcast ever I don't like this I don't like Cool, don't like it Like I always tell people I don't understand how people Cannot deal with the fact of people not liking them. See, we live in a situation where y'all caught up in, you know, participation, participation trophies. See, I got a problem with that. Okay? Like, for real, for real, man. If somebody don't like your stuff, they don't like your stuff. Deal with it. Eat it. Digest it. Move on. Keep making your stuff the way you want to make it. Y'all yeah, killing me, man. You know what I'm saying? So she don't like the way Joe Buds say he didn't like her stuff. She didn't like the way that Joe Buds is up front. You know what, what type of person this guy is. It's like, I'll tell you a prime example. Like, don't be delusional about how people are, right? Yeah, I'll tell you an example. God bless my uncle. God bless the dead. My uncle was an alcoholic. I had an uncle that was an alcoholic, right? And I mean in true form, like we talking about DUIs, get drunk, you know, can't go to work, all of this whole stuff, whole bunch of stuff. And my dad used to get upset with him, okay, and be mad with him. And in being mad with him, I honestly didn't understand where he was coming from because he would be mad and be like, oh, you know, he's an alcoholic or he's drunk. And I would always say, but he's an alcoholic. Accept him for being who he is. And and if you don't want to be around him being an alcoholic, or if he's not listening to what you're saying and it's disturbing your soul like that, don't go over there. Or call him and see if he's been drinking that day before you go over there. See, see, we're in a situation, man, where, where, first of all, Anytime you're critical of somebody you're being a hater, which is a bunch of BS Because if something sounds horrible, I feel like something sounds horrible Then it's like you don't want people to express it and the last time I heard You know, I live in the United States so I can have an opinion and I can say what I like and what I don't and what I don't like and It ain't about nobody trying to take food from Your table because honestly, let me tell you something. This is how this is how it works could tell y'all something about publicity, okay? I'm gonna tell you how it worked in that situation with Joe Buttons, okay? Now, I went and just did the same thing. Joe Buttons didn't like the album. Academics didn't like the album, okay? They were saying how they didn't like it. Because they say how they didn't like it, it made me go listen to it. So she got streams, okay? Like, I literally just helped Put money in your pocket by them saying they didn't like it. You know why? Because it's still publicity. Good publicity, bad publicity is still publicity. And that's what people got to understand. So instead of her taking it in stride, it's just like when if somebody say those are mumble rappers. Oh man, it's a mumble rap album. There's some people that's gonna say, "Well, shoot, let me go check this out." You know what I'm saying? Like for real, for real. It's some people that wouldn't have, would not have checked it out in the first place, and it's gonna make them go and check it out. Okay, for real. But you gotta understand how that works. Now going to number. So that point, so she gets mad with Joe Budden. She wows out on dude, screams on dude, screaming at the top of her lungs on dude. Then she wanna put a um. Her husband in the situation at some point towards the end of the podcast, or I should say, her queen radio talking about her husband going to do this and do this and do this. I mean, that's another thing. Women. Now, Nikki's husband has a criminal past. I think he's been convicted, I think. I'm almost sure from what I read. So we're going to say attempted murder and So, we had to register as a sex offender. Messing with an underage girl. Okay? Got convicted of both of these situations. Okay? Let me tell y'all something, women. What I can't stand. That's a trait of ghetto immature behavior. Don't go and be quick to throw your man in some BS, quick to throw your man in a fight. Quit to throw your man in a situation where he's gonna jeopardize his freedom. Because at the end of the day, it's words that somebody's saying about you. Now, if it's a situation where this person will put their hands on you, you know what I'm saying? And they, they, they've almost put hands, almost hurt you, shot at you, swung at you, whatever. I understand, go and get your man. You know what I'm saying? I right, tell him, And this shit come Thing, come and get me. But don't go. And wild out on somebody and then want to inject your man and say, yo, my man's going to handle this and my man's going to do this and my man's going to do that. Because first of all, even if the man didn't have a criminal record, you're trying to help him get one. Okay? Say what you got to say. Stand on your own ten toes. and, and, And yo, because that person said words, you got the right to say words. See, y'all people don't understand, man, just because somebody say some words, you can't be so quick to go and put hands on somebody get somebody else to put hands on people. That's how you end up in jail. That's how you end up with assault charges. That's how you end up, if you a celebrity, that's how you end up having to pay money. You know what I'm saying? Keep your hands to yourself. I don't know who raised y'all, man. And when I look at Nikki, sometimes I be like, yo, she's just wilding out. I'm like, yo, you make your parents look bad, man. Yeah, we're going to go there personally. Because we know what's up with your brother. He done already made your parents look bad. Now you're making your parents look bad. Then you go up here. You go, Joe Buttons. you wild out on him. You call in um, academics, having and the Chipmunks, or Theodore from, from the Chipmunks, which, honestly, I found. Wonderfully hysterical and hilarious But then you stupid enough to go and be DM'ing this man And telling him how you know his family, you know where he's at and da 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 Like implying that you're gonna do some type of physical stuff to him Like how dumb you gotta be man? How dumb you got to be that you're threatening to go and hurt somebody physically through text messages. Like, what kind of idiots are being are, are these people, man? This is a smartphone. There's no way it should be smarter than a human being, though. And your phone look like it's smarter than you, because you're typing something dumb in it and sending it out to somebody else's phone. And they're smart enough to know what you're doing and and holding on to it and not on top and on top of that posting it. You see what I'm saying? So when I look at you, Nikki, and the stuff you're doing, like you need to retire. Go somewhere. Don't come back. For real. Like, don't come back because we don't want all of that. You know what I'm saying? You're a female MC you supposed to be something that the women can look up to. That's another thing, man. All y'all, fee- these new female rappers, all y'all want to be still like strippers and stuff, man. Come on, man. And we know we had Kim and we had Foxy. And they ain't even about to front and say, yo, they, they, they definitely wasn't putting forth the, be- the best messages for women either. And then, Nikki, you going to bite Kim whole stuff, you going to eat a whole plate. You gonna eat a whole plate and don't pay homage to the lady and being arrogant, and then you wanna come back and play the victim after you don't bit the you don't bit the whole girl whole style. You don't eat the girl whole plate. You don't put the wigs on. You don't put the clothes on. You don't even took pictures like Shorty. Man, come on, man. For real. Like you don't even know how you making yourself look, and I don't know who's in that corner, or who's those people over there with you. And I understand they probably can't tell you nothing, cause you, cause you, cause you look hard headed. You sound hard headed. What you do is hard headed tendencies. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You see what I'm saying? You don't ostracize everybody. You didn't want to work with this female. Then we know what the narrative is. That's real. You didn't want to work with a lot of these female rappers. You didn't have problems with them. And going back to what I said in part two, if you wake up one day and everybody's crazy, it's not the whole world, it's you the one that's crazy. It's you the one that can't get along with everybody. The world going go on with you or without you. you. Know what I'm saying, like stop stop the buffoonery, man. You know, for real. And if you don't come out, like I said, you don't come up with another album, cool. If you, girl, if you was to write some dope some dope lyrics and have some dope beats, i listen to it. It ain't that people hating on you just because you you and how you look or whatever. It ain't like that. It's because of how you act. You act stupid and your songs be whack. You can't, you can't do both. Man, shit, we're going to get in the park for it, man. Peace, y'all. Hello, hello, hello. Yo yo yo. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Anti-Mass podcast. This is part 4 of Like a Version. Um I want to um thank everybody for checking it out. Um those that have been checking it out. Want to thank Anchor um for um putting it on their platform and for posting it for posting it to other digital and websites, you know what I'm saying? Um part 4, part 4. I'm just going to be the last part of this podcast. Usually we will do five parts, but we're going to do four parts um, this time around. Ah, may the Lord watch. Um, this is going to be the little brother segment. Um, little brother has uh, recently put out an album that just formed um, or should I say reformed um, not after many years of separation. Our little brother is a hip-hop uh collective of two guys and a producer um out of um raleigh north carolina um dope hip-hop if you like um classic hip-hop uh you like hip-hop that you can um, understand and it relates to everyday life a uh, little brother is the group a uh, little brother first stepped on the scene with the listening um um, producer Knife Wonder did all the beats, um, what was crazy was that, um, I remember maybe about a week or so after the album came out, I got a chance to see them down here in Atlanta, this, um, now defunct, um, record store called Earwax, and, um, seen them there, did not know they was going to be there, just came in on my regular Tuesday, go and see what albums came out, um, detail, and um, went down there and uh, seen them. Got a chance to talk to them. Uh, got a chance to talk to Ninth Wonder. Uh, we talked about some production things. Cause at the time um, I was dealing with a guy that was dealing with Fruity Loops, and I was so hard on Fruity Loops. Like I used to be so mad that dude would do it. That do would use Fruity Loops and not use SP twelve hundred or MPC. <laughs> um. And I said this to Knife and Knife gave me this look, uh, you know what I use? I'm like, nah, what you use? And he goes, Fruity loops. And I was like, Oh, my whole brain blew up <laughs> with that comment. Um, I can say upon meeting um the three guys, oh they were definitely cool. Um, definitely with fans and stuff. Um, I got a chance to see Knife a number of times in life, um, I think about four times seen them um, once again when they came to Atlanta and I forgot I think the name of the um, show that they did was called the Hodgepodge or something like that and also got a chance to see them two more times or shoot maybe even three more times at A3C uh, whether it be conference whether it be in passing always a guy that speaks um, and says what's up you know what I'm saying so um, after the listening, um, the album that came out was The Minstrel Show. And after The Minstrel Show, uh, The Show came out, I want to say it was Atlantic Records, or something like that, and, um, that the group split with the producer. Then we came, then they came out with The Get Back and, um, or Left Back or something like that. And then, uh, and eventually, um, the group split. Um, the terms of splitting, because um, I've been watching um, a lot of recent interviews, has been miscommunication on the two rappers part, which are Fonte and Big Pooh, miscommunication, misunderstanding. And it seemed to be the same way with them in Life Wonder at first. So fast forward. I think it was up one last year. Um, they were doing the Art of Cool Festival. Well, Fonte was uh, contacted and contracted to do the Art of Cool Festival. Um, he contacted his um, DJ, DJ Flash, to um, DJ for him, and um, DJ Flash was unavailable, so he contacted Knife Wonder, the producer that had, um, that was the original producer for Little Brother, that the uh, Little Brother separated with before they separated. Knife said, cool. Knife came. Um, Then uh, Fonte said he had an epiphany or thought like, hey, why don't I try to get Big Poo to come? Knife warned him against it and said, but if you do this, you know, you're opening up a whole can of possibility of people thinking, um, the little brother's going to get back together. He said, "Shoot, hey, let's do it. Poo came down and they did a whole show. Um, the story according to um, Fonte is that shortly after they decided they had a But well, well, I think the next day they had a conversation and said, hey, let's do a group together. Let's go back and form reform the group and put out, you know some new records now um, Album has came out and Album is phenomenal first and foremost album is phenomenal. Um, I don't think it's any skipping um, I think the album is just that little brother sound, um, that classic of talking about everyday life, and, uh, production-wise, it's just super dope. Um, what's crazy is that, um, I'm a person where I still try to, at some kind of way, see credits, so when I listen to out, al- to the full album and, um, seeing that Knife was not on there, um... In some production-wise, I couldn't tell, um, really, because they, the Little Brother sound was still intact. I mean, And when I say Little Brother sound, meaning that if you're a rap group and you rap over jazz beats, you get a bunch of producers to produce jazz beats, uh, as opposed to DJ blah, 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 who used to do your production, people probably aren't going to tell the difference because you did jazz beats. Um uh the thing about it is to hear that so the story has went that um Knife sent beats in Knife wanted to reform the group in some type of capacity with them he sent beats in he wanted to do all the beats they didn't like it um didn't like the beats and um Fonte hardened it to saying it's like if your stepdad has been gone i mean if you're it's like if your biological father has been gone for a long time and they come back and they want to be a part of the family you can't tell stepdad what to do so i equate it to being like this according to a knife i mean big poo and knife sorry y'all excuse me um there have been an A and R in which A and R work means putting the production together for the album. Whether that be reaching out to producers, finding samples, that's what A and R work is when you're doing um, production. Um, it can the A and R work can even go as far as um you um calling certain rappers and calling certain rappers on the phone or DMing certain rappers asking them to be on your album that you're um, developing at that time. Now. Um, so I guess Knife wanted to come back in The Knife wanted a certain amount of control for my understanding of, of the conversation and how Fonte was explaining it. Um, this is a thing where it hits kind of close to home with me because I'm a part of a, of a, a rap group and I know how hard it is, first of all, for men to get along, according to. Fonte he said it was clear and concise that It was being narcissistic Um, Narcissistic or to call somebody a narcissist is definitely not a Positive thing to say about somebody to somebody selfish and self-centered. That's first and foremost Um, He said he doesn't want that energy in life and he says no miscommunications clear and concise and he sees what's going on Okay, cool Um, let me say this, um, because being that I'm a fan of certain groups and I do music, it's, it's a dichotomy that's, it's kind of crazy, right? Because from a fan standpoint, only thing you want is your group to get back together, okay? In, in whole. I'm a Wu-Tang fan. I wish old Dirty Bastard was still living so that, The whole Wu Tang could be together. Point blank, period. I wish Resident Production was likable to all the Wu Tang members and they could have, they could be on album number 55 by now. I wish that's how it was and I wish they had the time and the place to be able to do this. You know, because as a fan, you know, you grew up with these people or you like these people and this music touches you from a, a soul standpoint. You know, I dare say rappers understand this um you can do anything that you want to do right wholeheartedly but on the other end as a fan of some of you guys um get the people what they want man you know get the people what they want sometimes don't think about yourself. Sometimes, don't let it always be, well, I don't feel like doing this because this person's got a bad attitude. Think about the fan from the standpoint because the fan is going to be disappointed. See, when you go out and you spend your money, and people, you know, people look at money. I tell you, people in my life, you know, money is a tool. Time it's the thing that allows you to get money because the majority of us are paid per hour, okay? And when people are giving you their time, it's way more important to give people an ear to, you know, you can purchase a ticket, but how about if you never went to the show? Then that artist wouldn't feel the energy that he or, he or she may need necessary to even feel like, hey, they need to go do a, another album. Okay? See, when you're a fan of a of an artist, you, you have certain expectations. And some people feel like, some artists feel like, you don't have the right. But I say this, like I would say about when I talked about the segment of, of Nikki and her not liking to be criticized. See, the thing about it is, understand this, when you step up to be an artist, those expectations, you know, don't start them if you can't finish them. And I'm not saying you got to be a robot, but at the same time, you're being selfish. Okay? And I know, because I'm, like I said, I'm in a, in a group. From, a, from an artist standpoint, man, some of the people, you ain't going to get along with them every day. Some of the people, they're going to be so hard-headed that they're going to make it as difficult as possible for you and them to coexist. Short story. Dude in the um, group, or dude that was in the um, collective that I'm in, went through a lot of stuff with this guy to the point to where it almost was blows thrown. And this guy has pinpointedly pissed off a lot of people at different points different junctures of time right and in regular form or in understanding some people they don't ever want to make up okay and some people you know didn't affect them that bad me on the other hand, because I was the first person to get a, get into it with him and the person that got into, a, got into it with him the most. Despite me getting into it with him, I always look at things from a fan perspective. And if you're a fan of his and an album is released and he's not there, you're going to be disappointed. And I have to understand that. I have to realize that there's going to be some fans lost. Okay? And... I'm not going to get into the particulars of why we don't get along. But nowadays, I get along with him as a person. Okay, he's no longer in the group. Um, But I get along with him as a person. And wholeheartedly, I would like for that person to be included in everything. But men have egos. And egos can be detrimental to men accomplishing things in life. Okay, and for me and seeing things logically. And it's been detrimental to us seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. Not just him, even with other members. Okay, but as a fan, you don't care about that. As a fan, you just want what you want. It's like saying the Popeye's chicken sandwich. People that are a fan, when they go to Popeye's, And Popeye's doesn't have a chicken sandwich. Popeye's understand that their sales are going to go down and that people are going to be disappointed. And guess what? Because Popeye's coming back with it. I'm sure that people that didn't try it last time are going to try it again. And their sales will probably be bigger. But know that you did disappoint people and your sales have went down. See... The understanding that people have to realize about things is that it's called fan, fanatic. It's like saying Nas ilmatic. I remember me ilmatic came, and I remember the time in my life. I remember closing my eyes and listening to the whole album. and I'm a big Nas fan, and Nas got a lot of dope albums. Some other albums that I consider classic also too. But if Nas decided he was going to come out with an Illmatic 2, he came out with Stillmatic. But we say an Illmatic 2. And I like Stillmatic. I think Stillmatic is, is classic. But I was disappointed on some ends. And the reason why is because what I wanted was Q-Tip, DJ Premier, Pete Rock, Lord's Professor, and Elias to handle the production. Because we still want that vibe. And I understand artists want to branch out. Branch out. I'm not saying don't branch out. But understand, I always say in branching out, you should still come back at different points and do the classic. Do what, do what made people fans in the first place. Like, I think it's erratic and illogical. That Nas has the album Illmatic, and at least about two times now, I feel like he should have assembled those same producers and did that two or three times. Okay, Pr- prime example only built for Cuban Links. They're only built for Cuban Links part two. Oh, it sounds like you're right back in the same place again. OK. And as an artist, be aware when you're creating so you can be able to get back in that same space. See, a lot of times as an artist, people get caught up that, you know, doing different substances and they can't even remember how they got to that point of being able to make this song sound like this song. That's why I stay away from that stuff. OK. Because I want to be able to be that if I got a fan, if I. If it it says it's an underground classic, meaning that maybe it didn't sell as much, but boy, this particular album or this particular song can sustain me for the rest of my life. And it makes people feel. And when people walk up to me and they see me and they say, hey, man, that song got me through a hard time. I want to be able to go back there with them. See, the purpose of art is to, in some forms, is to be able to hit a person's spirit, touch a person's soul. It's to be able to get people through difficult times and help them through certain situations they're going throughout life. And as a fan of Little Brother, I think the album is dope. But I'm disappointed that Knife wasn't there. For whatever reasons that's given, okay? Now, I personally don't want to hear the excuses. I understand why it was said because... You want to clear the air and you want to make sure everybody's okay and you want to let fans know what's happening. But, does it do a good thing with you saying that? Does it make Knife get closer? Does it push, his, push him further away? Now, I personally think it pushes him further away. Alright? And that's real life. Especially when you say, well, hey, really, ever since, um, uh, The ministry show, I mean, shoot, we was pretty much handling everything ourselves anyway. Come on, man. Don't do that. Okay? Now, but I understand, too, nobody's perfect, and we're all men, and we're learning. You learn life. You learn how to move through life. You learn how to navigate through life. Now, from an artist standpoint, (sighs) you're in a group with a jerk or jerks. Or whatever. You're just you and one person. Or you're an artist by yourself. And you want to expand. Or you don't get along with this person. See, the interesting thing about being an artist is that it's personal and business. I always say personal first because hopefully when you was doing this, you was coming in this situation with a pure heart saying that you wanted to contribute something or you wanted to do your art. You wanted to be a creator and you wanted people to, you know, like your stuff. Or maybe you did it for yourself. You wanted to like your stuff. I mean, I tell people anytime. Anytime I write something, it's for me. Me doing this podcast, is for me. If you like it, cool. I appreciate it, okay? I'm not going to downplay any people liking it right but this is real life okay in real life how things go is that when you're an artist you want to expand you get tired of being this person seven days a week um or you get tired of being known for a sound after so many albums okay i always think though that a lot of times artists leave a sound Quicker than possible. I would say this. A and B is not as close as we think that it is. For an example. There may be 10,000 words that start with the letter A. Just throwing it out there in the English language. Right? But we say A and B is close. But it's 10,000 words apart. Okay. Um, I always believe in a slow progression to new sound. I don't believe that you do one album with jazz. Album B, you're 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 doing trap beats. We didn't even see the transition. And see, when artists do this, they think if you're gonna do that, just keep on being that dramatic, then. But if you're not gonna keep being that dramatic, then it's gonna be, you know, things that you don't understand about why this artist moved from this sound to this sound. And know this, if you did jazz beats on album one, your album B, people, you know, you're doing trap beats. Know that people from album A, that loved you for the jazz beats, they come in and seek and they hear you do the same thing. You set up a demand. And you just cut off your supply and say you're going to supply something else. You're selling hamburgers for six months. And you dramatically the next day say, no more hamburgers, we're selling pizza. Okay. And as an artist, I always be like, why do people do that? You know, and I understand as an artist, some people are insecure. See when you when you see life from an artful eye, you know some people that are artists are not secure in how they see it. Prime example: I've had plenty of people, you know, say to me, "Why don't you be on these type of beats, and why don't you be on those type of beats?" It's because that's not what I like. You see. And why would I do something that I know that I don't like and something that I've never did, that I've never been privy to or thought to do before? That's not what people that like me is used to hearing. Oh, well, you don't, hardly, you don't have a lot of people that like you. Well, maybe I don't want a lot of people that like me. Maybe I want the set amount of people that like me to like me. And maybe I want to expound on those type of people liking me. You know, see, it was like, as an artist, You know, there's a lot of things go on behind the scene. And as an artist, sometimes, um, as an artist, sometimes I realize that we, you know, just being an artist, man, just how, how, how crazy or how strenuous it can be. Let me use the word strenuous. Um... I'm sure it was hard for Fonte and Big Pooh. I'm sure they had some they had some um stumbling blocks, they had some roadblocks, they had some things that was hard for them to do to accomplish putting this album out. First of all, heck both of them weren't getting along. And you don't want to add a third person that you're not getting along with into a situation because then it becomes three people not getting along. If two people make up, two people should be able to move forward. But, and I understand that because like I said, from an artist standpoint, but a lot of stuff that goes on that went on in DH, if you're not a close family member or close friend you would never know i'm not going to get in the media and start talking and running my mouth because i understand that how it's going to come back to the person and it's, that person is going to be a little disappointed which affects ego i dare say that when you're disappointed in something and your egos hurt then your ego say you know what forget that man you know what i'm saying he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna have us looking stupid See, people don't think about how the ego reacts because there are always two people when you're dealing with men. That's a physical person that you see, then there's the ego. And a lot of men don't wanna be seen in a negative manner. Some people embrace the negativity, okay? But the average man doesn't. The average man don't wanna be seen as bad. So, now, that's what I would say, number three. You have to sit here and look at things and say to yourself, what, okay, from an artist standpoint, what you're going to do? Because, see, as an artist, I probably would approach that from the beginning in telling people. But I know they did tell people because they wanted people to check it out, like it first, and then come back and say, Hey, by the way, he he didn't do any production on that, which is smart, because some people, as soon as they would have heard he's not there, they wouldn't even check it out. Oh, that ain't a ain't whole group. I'm not going to check it out. Smart move. You know, but. But it's like, man, artists. Consider people, man. Consider people. And be humble. Like. I remember my mother always told me this. This is always the thing that stuck out with me. Make sure you're in the right, because if you're in the right, you're in the right. Two people being ugly is two people being ugly. You see what I'm saying? I want to thank y'all for checking out the Anti Mass Podcast. Um, this is part four of like aversion. We're gonna try to do this every week in different parts. Uh, most of the times, part five. Um, check it out on Anchor. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank uh, Anchor for hosting it and for posting it on um, different digital outlets and platforms. And uh, yeah, man, y'all y'all can get at me at. Um, R O D T H A R O S E 9 999 9 at gmail.com, which means that's nine nines, okay? R O D T H A R O S E, the number nine nine times, at gmail.com. Um, yeah, man, we're going to do this again. We're going to try to do this often, all right? Peace, love. Uno.